0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves via the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Wednesday. You can find myself at Stats SEC. You can find all the great podcast content, as well as the, all of the content in general from Talking Chop at talkingchop.com and, and at talkingchop across all forms of social media. The Braves came into Tuesday evening looking to expand on their newly found sole possession of first place in the NL East. When it comes to Atlanta, when it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So the Braves had stepped right up to the plate, literally, and done what they have continued to do throughout August on Monday. Another big blowout victory, 12-2, over a team that this Braves team should regularly beat in the Florida Marlins. A great outing from Tuki Toussaint, another game in which all three aspects of the team, the, the starting rotation, the bullpen, and obviously the offense, stepped up had a balanced attack, every part of it was effective, and they got a convincing victory. Well, Tuesday not only brought with it a one-and-a-half game lead over the Phillies and a two-and-a-half two game lead over the Mets, but uh, three and a three-and-a-half game lead over the Mets, but also it came with the return of Waskar Yanoa, who had been a saving grace, a revelation through the first six weeks to two months of the season before unfortunately injuring his hand out of frustration about three months ago. While many, were considered, while many were obviously liking the idea of Waskar Yanoa being back in the rotation, he was a needed infusion of arm talent into a rotation that has performed quite well over the past few months. It seemed like that it would be fair to expect a bit of rust, but that actually was not the case from Waskar Yanoa at all. Both he and his counterpart last night, Sandy Alcantara, were absolutely on top of their games. It was a pitching battle from the start. Through and through. As a matter of fact, the Brave Alcantara he went seven complete innings without allowing a run. While the Braves, due to contributions from Yanoa, Tyler Maxick, Chris Martin, and and up uh, through the, the first seven innings of the game, the game was scoreless. Nobody scored a run throughout the first seven innings of the game due to the excellent pitching of Wascar Yanoa and from the support from the Braves bullpen, and also on the Marlins side, Sandy Sandy Alcantara. Well, the great thing about it is this, is that obviously the Braves' offense was struggling to a level that it had not regularly struggled in August, but besides the fact that they had struggled, the Braves' offense kept at it, and they finally started to break through in the top of the eighth inning. In the top of the eighth inning, the Braves were able to get some noise started as Abraham Almonte walked and then stole second base on an Ozzie Albee strikeout. After a wild pitch by Alcantara, Jorge Soler, Jorge Soler, who had been contributing in big ways due to his power, got a clutch line drive single to the opposite field to make the score one to nothing. Luke Jackson came on in the bottom of the eighth inning and was able to keep the Marlins quiet due to a double play grounded into by Miguel Rojas. Well, then in the top of the ninth inning, With with Will Smith coming on, who certainly has been very shaky as of late, the Braves were able to get a big insurance run off the bat of Austin Riley. Another excellent moment of production from Riley as him and Dansby Swanson and others have consistently stepped up. It seems like each and every game, it's one of the same four or five players who steps up and delivers for this Braves team, and tonight it was Austin Riley getting a big insurance run, and Will Smith was able to ride that momentum to a very convincing, very satisfying clean inning with two strikeouts to get the win for the Braves and Waskar Yanoa. Obviously, it was a big Deal as Wascar, you know, is stepping back into the rotation spot that once was held by Cal-, Cal Muller, who had been struggling as of late. The Braves were able to bring back in an arm that they hopefully can rely upon to continue to be yet another starting pitcher who consistently puts this Braves team in in a position to win, and it was needed tonight. Every bit of the performance from Yanoa, as well as the four relievers that supported him was needed for the Braves to get this victory, a big victory as they now have won 11 of their past 13, to really make some headway in expanding their lead in the NL East. But now as the Braves have put this amount of winning together over such a long stretch, You're also starting to see this team gain confidence in the different ways in which it can win. If the Braves would have had this type of performance even three weeks ago, when obviously beyond that this season, if they would have had this type of performance where basically the Braves offense was shut down for seven innings and they were going to have to find some way to create runs, generate a run with situational hitting, you would have no confidence at all in the offense or the bullpen to be able to get that done. But the thing about it is this, is that over this stretch of games where they won 11 of their past 13, it's been the Braves' offense that's been the main reason why. A lot of the games have been taken care of just fine because the Braves' offense has been doing so good, one of the best in the majors in the month of August. But it was the pitching staff tonight that really stepped up, both the starting rotation as well as the bullpen. And the fact that you were able to do that with the pitcher coming back for the first time in three months, plus the bullpen supported him, especially with a, a solid clean inning from Will Smith, the Braves are now getting to the to getting an area of the season. They're gaining confidence that they can win in multiple ways. They haven't had that confidence all season long. The fan base rightfully hasn't had that confidence in this team all season long. But if the Braves can play with that type of confidence, where for some reason one of the aspects of their team is not performing to its capability, but it's picked, picked up by the other two aspects of the team, that is a highly, highly advantageous mindset and source of confidence for a team that will be playing tougher teams, and that's the type of confidence a team needs to have to really be able to pull off the unexpected when it comes to the stretch run, trying to win a division, as well as trying to win postseason games. The fact that the Braves were able to win the game that they won tonight the way that they did when their offense, which has been their calling card this month, was not on its A game, that is a big, big development and a big confidence boost for this Braves team. The other thing, that you have to hope is that eventually Ian Anderson is likely going to come back and will be replacing Tuki Tassant in the lineup. Are in the rotation. When that happens, another confidence boost for this Braves team is that you now rightfully have to start feeling very good about your team's chances to win at least three of the five times you go through your starting rotation each turn. You feel confident anytime Charlie Morton and Max Reed, your two aces are out there on the uh, out there on the mound. But with Ian Anderson coming back, and even until he comes back with how Tuki Tissant has pitched, there's likely going to be three to four times going forward where the Braves have to like their chances a lot when it comes to their starting rotation facing the opposition with how well this offense is performing. So it's not only the fact that the Braves are gaining confidence in knowing they can win games in multiple ways, even if one of the aspects of their team is not on their A game, but also the fact that the Braves now have high confidence that any time out, they likely are going to be put in a good position by their starting pitchers. That's the type of confidence and that's the type of resourcefulness you want to be as a team that's looking to really, really establish itself at the top of the at the top of its division during the stretch run of a baseball season. So obviously the Braves have continued to find a lot of different success when it comes to basically not only putting the baseball over the fence when it comes to home runs, putting the ball in play when it needs to when it comes to situational hitting, but also, of course, the impressive performance from both the starting staff as well as the bullpen. Well, they're going to be right back at it tonight as the Braves will face off against the Marlins with the chance to earn a series sweep it's going to be Charlie Morton who has emerged as is possibly one of the most consistent Braves pitchers in terms of how often how consistently he's been good at putting the Braves in a position to win he's been one of the better pitchers in recent memory who does that time in and time out he'll take the mound for the Braves against the Florida Marlins and highly intriguing young arm, Jesus Lazardo. Now, the Marlins, in my opinion, got one of the best returns at the 2021 trade deadline when in the trade that sent Starlin Marte to the Oakland A's. They got in return Jesus Lazardo. Now, obviously, Lazardo has dealt with a bit of injuries. He's not been effective at all this year, but he is a very, very highly intriguing arm. And though the Braves have had their way against left handers over the past few weeks, he certainly is an arm that they're going to have to take advantage of whenever they get the chance in a matchup where the Braves, while you do feel confident, you're going to certainly see a young pitcher, a young, very talented pitcher, step up, and want to perform against one of the hottest teams in the majors. Obviously, the other big thing is, is that with the Braves playing their game tomorrow, they then will go into an off day, hopefully multiple games in front in the NL East Division lead. And obviously, if they're able to earn a series sweep, that'll be a big development as the Braves will then go into a weekend series against the Baltimore Orioles, a team that has now lost... 13 of it, or I believe they've lost 13 in a row themselves, though the Braves have certainly done great winning 11 out of their past 13. They really need to win three out of their last four games, or four out of their last four games of this week, remaining this week, one against the Marlins, and then three against the Orioles, before they run into a tough stretch against some of the NL West teams, including the Dodgers and the Giants, to close out August and start September. You have to feel highly confident the Braves will accomplish that goal, but obviously it takes one game at a time. And with Charlie Morton on the mound, and then of course Max Reed taking the ball in the opening game of the series in Baltimore, it's going to be a lot of fun to see what this Braves team can do. Obviously, it's the offense that has been continuing to deliver, but the starting staff in the bullpen certainly have has delivered as well on a consistent basis. Another development to continue to watch is not only Ian Anderson potentially returning in the near future, but Eddie Rosario, outfielder Eddie Rosario, who the Braves acquired at the trade deadline with, for, for Pablo Sandoval, he could also in the next week be making his return to the majors for Atlanta. At that point, it's going to get kind of interesting to see how the Braves may align their offenses against different matchups, but with Eddie Rosario Jock Peterson, as well as Adam Duvall, and Jorge Soler, you have to feel confident that that quartet of outfielders certainly puts you in a position to win, and especially supporting what has become the best infield in the major leagues. It's an exciting time to be a Braves fan. We're able to confidently say we can win games in multiple ways, and when everything is clicking, we are playing like one of the best teams in the majors, and it could not come at a better time, as the Braves have grabbed sole possession of of the NL East lead, and hope will continue to expand their lead through the rest of this week. Thanks so much for joining us on this edition of the Daily Hammer. You can find this show plus the Talking Chop podcast with Brad Rowland and Scott Coleman as well as the Road to Atlanta podcast with names such as Eric Cole, Matt Powers, and Garrett Spain all across, uh, across all forms of social media at Talking Chop and, of course, at TalkingChop.com. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. It's been a pleasure talking with you once again. Go Braves. Hopefully, we'll have plenty to talk about. For Though it'll be an off-date on Thursday, hopefully we'll have plenty to celebrate via another series sweep. Until then, we'll talk to you again soon here on the on the Daily Hammer.